0: Hello, this is attorney Susan Ingalls. I am at Ingalls Angle, and it's Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush, and you leave thinking like a lawyer. Today I want to talk about reverse mortgages. Um, A reverse mortgage loan is secured by your home just like any other mortgage. But it's called a reverse mortgage because you're not making monthly payments. Typically with a reverse mortgage, um, either the mortgage company is making payments to you or they've given you a lump sum of money or they've just given you a line of credit and all of that is secured by a mortgage on your house. So just like with a regular mortgage loan, um, the lender can foreclose on your home if you violate the terms. But unlike um, most other regular mortgages, as I've said, there's no monthly payments. So the loan balance is typically due with interest at the time of some sort of triggering event, and that is usually on your death or upon you moving out of the home and not having it as your permanent residence anymore. There's a limit on how much you can borrow, and it's usually based on your age um, and, of course, on whatever the value of your home is. Also, your credit score is not as important with a reverse mortgage because there's not going to be a monthly payment that you have to show that you can afford. Mainly, they're just concerned that you're able to pay the taxes and the insurance. So, is the reverse mortgage a good idea? Well, an article um, published on the National Consumer Law Center website, which is nclc.org, says that a reverse mortgage is not a good idea for for most people. And it mostly depends on why you need the money. So, for example, a a reverse mortgage does not make sense if you're just getting it to pay off old credit card bills Or medical debt because those may no longer even be charging you interest they may never even sue you to collect that money on the other hand not being able to pay your car loan utility bills or your regular mortgage can have devastating consequences and um, the cost of a reverse mortgage might make sense uh, in that situation if if that is a risk that you are encountering, there are other ways to handle those sort of obligations though, and that often um, means that a reverse mortgage is still something that's unnecessary. You might also, uh, you know, consider a reverse mortgage if you're in some sort of a, you know, cycle of paying enormous amounts of interest, you know, in the hundreds of percent on a series of small loans that can really add up to thousands of dollars of interest being paid every year. Um, in that case, a reverse mortgage can be, you know, a much cheaper alternative. So it's important, really, when it comes to a reverse mortgage, to just simply proceed um, with caution. Because once you've done the reverse mortgage, um, you're not going to have your home equity um, available to pay for things in the future that you might need, such as, uh, you know, home health care. Um, the NCLC article mentions a few other potential drawbacks that are, I think, important to mention. Um, the first one is that those closing costs on a reverse mortgage can be quite high, so be sure, if you are going to get one, that you shop around for the loan with the smallest total fees. And it can be more costly if you're only going to be living in your home for a few more years. Second, the amount of cash that you are able to get in a reverse mortgage may not actually meet the needs that you have that caused you to want to get one in the first place. Third, you're paying interest, insurance, and servicing fees on a reverse mortgage so that even if it's just a line of credit and you don't draw down a lot of money over time that obligation can grow because it is accruing interest and you're you know you're paying fees you're paying your taxes and insurance of course then if you decide you want to sell the home you may end up with a surprisingly large loan balance fourth Um, A monthly reverse mortgage payment is not considered income, but if you take it as a lump sum amount, while that money is in your hands, it can be considered an asset that can affect your eligibility for government benefits that are means tested, like Supplemental Security Income, SSI, Medicaid, uh, or even food stamps. So be sure sure to check uh, with your provider of um, those sorts of public benefits before you take out a reverse mortgage loan to make sure that you'll still qualify for those monthly benefits. Um, fifth, some shady lenders often um, offer very unfair reverse mortgages or actually conventional mortgages that look like reverse mortgages. You should only work with a reputable lender in an established program, so be careful about who you're dealing with. And finally, sixth, A reverse mortgage may make it difficult to pass your home on to your heirs after your death, and that's always something to think about because many people um, have their home as really the only asset available to pass on to their heirs, and and that can be very important to them. So with a reverse mortgage at your death, um, in order to keep the house, that reverse mortgage will have to be paid off. And that's different from a regular mortgage because, you know, actually with a regular mortgage, your heirs could simply keep making the monthly payments on that mortgage. And with the reverse mortgage, of course, with all those, you know, the interest and the fees, it may have grown uh, to the point where there's little or no equity left for you to leave um, to your heirs. Using your home equity now and leaving less for your heirs may be the right decision if you do need the money now, but just be aware of what it may mean for the future. Always be sure that you're dealing with a legitimate company. This has been Attorney Susan Ingalls. I am at Ingalls Angle, and it's Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush... And you leave thinking like a lawyer.